What's up, everybody? It's Jonathan Evans. Good to have you back. I'm excited to have the opportunity to continue to share from God's Word. I mean, like we've been talking about in Exodus 17, we're talking about the trials and battles that we all go through. And we talked about how it could even be your own family that's stopping you from getting to the place where God uh, wants you to go and being in that same location, dealing with those same issues from the same people, with the same finances and the same marriage, all of those Uh, different things that we face. Here are the people of God in Rephidim, and they're in Rephidim, and that was the place with no water. It was the place now where they're fighting against family. It's the, the same location, and they're really having to deal with what it's really like to follow God. And me and you have to deal with that in our life, that following God is not just uh, rainbows, sunshine, and, and clear skies, but following God a lot of times can bring about storms. And that's what the people of Israel are facing right now. But I want to talk about the blueprint on how to approach our storms, battle our storms and our trials and our battles. Because what God does here in Exodus 17 is he gives us that blueprint. And it's important to work forward based on the blueprint that God has given us and not the cultural blueprint that we see every day. Oftentimes we'll work on instinct or work off of our history or what we think we know. And a lot of times what that does is just make us a little bit more flustered while we're already in a trial. But here he gives us a blueprint starting in verse 9 of Exodus 17. He says what Moses does. What Moses does is he says to Joshua, choose men for us because we got to fight against Amalek. And tomorrow I'll station myself on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. The reason why that's so important is because you see the responsibility that needs to be taken from an earthly perspective, while also making sure there is a spiritual perspective. Joshua is told to go down to the valley because Amalek's name means man of the valley. So he's called to go down to the valley to handle the issue, while Moses says, I will go station myself at the top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. And that's how I know he's holding the spiritual perspective is because he, he has the spiritual rod that's been carrying him to this place. And so not only do we need to recognize that oftentimes God will call us to the valley, but when he calls us to the valley or when we experience those trials and tribulations in our life, that we have to do it with a spiritual perspective. A lot of times those trials and those hard times and those emotional times that we that we face in our life and that I face in my life, oftentimes I'll lose perspective. I'll lose biblical perspective. I'll lose a righteous and holy perspective because I'll be what they say all in my feelings. I'll be all in my feelings and my feelings, the heart of a man will deter me from the heart of God, from God's word. But Moses knew better than that. He said, Joshua, you go down while I go up. Now notice, this is the first time that Joshua's name is ever mentioned in the Bible. And we've talked about Joshua a lot, but the first time his name is mentioned in the Bible is in Exodus 17. And at his first mention, he's called to go down to the valley. He's not put at the mountaintop. When you see Joshua's name in scripture here in Exodus 17, 9, he's called to go down to the valley because often God will start you in the valley before he ever places you in the promise. Obviously, in Joshua chapter one, you see him now. Now's the time he's ready for leadership. He's ready to to step into his promise. He's ready to step into his destiny. But he didn't start that way. He started 
in his valley. And so often God will start us there because he knows that that is the starting place that prepares us for our ending place, for our uh, purpose and our destiny and what he's calling us to do. So Moses calls Joshua to the valley, but he says, I have to go up to the mountaintop. Now understand that this is the full equation. I remember being on the sideline. I'm the Dallas Cowboys chaplain, as we talked about a little bit in my introduction. And one of the perks about that is I get to stand on the sidelines for every single game. I mean, I, I get those, I get the good tickets. I feel like I'm a part of the team. The guys are coming over and they're slapping me on the head like I have a helmet on. I got to tell them to hold off on that because I'm trying to, trying to save my brain. But I'm excited to just be so close to the action. But I remember a few years ago when we were playing the, uh, it was the Philadelphia Eagles. And Kyle Orton was in the game because uh, Tony Romo was out at that time. And we were on the 20-yard line trying to score. And Kyle dropped back to pass, and he threw, he threw a ball into the end zone. It looked like it was too high. And in my mind, I thought, well, he's just throwing it away because of the pressure that was coming his way. But I underestimated another guy that we have on our team named Des Bryant, number 88. And I underestimated his vertical to go up and get that ball. So Des jumps up to go get that ball. And I mean, his feet must have been 40 inches off the ground. I mean, he jumped up. And as soon as he caught the ball over his head, his eyes immediately shifted back down to the ground. The reason why is because in the NFL, you have to have two feet in bounds for it to count. So he couldn't just secure the ball up at the top and then fly out of bounds. He had to secure the ball at the top while placing his feet firmly on the ground at the bottom. If he has his feet on the ground, but he doesn't secure the ball, it's still not a touchdown. If he secures the ball, but he doesn't have his feet on the ground, it's still not a touchdown. In order for it to count, you have to secure the ball up high while having your feet firmly planted down low. That's what Moses is saying in Exodus chapter 17, verse nine, he's telling Joshua, I need you to have your feet firmly planted in the scenario and circumstance that we're in while I go up and secure the spiritual perspective on the mountaintop. Because if we have our feet firmly planted in our responsibilities, but we do it with a godly perspective from up high, then we can score touchdowns even in the middle of a battle. And that's what we have to remember in our lives. And that's what I have to remember in my life because it's so easy to lose sight of the mountaintop because of the struggles that you face in the valley. Never lose sight of the mountaintop. Moses understood this. There were so many scenarios in Moses's walk up until this point that kind of shed light on this topic that we're talking about and that I want to encourage you with. Another one we find in Numbers 21. Numbers 21 verse 9 says that Moses had to lift up the serpent in order for the people who were bitten to experience salvation. God had put serpents out in the field and people who were disobedient were getting bitten by those serpents. But then he provided a way of escape by saying, hey, Moses, lift up this bronze serpent and any man that will lay his eyes on that bronze serpent that's lifted up will be saved from the venomous bite. And that's what we have to think about. We have some venomous situations in our life. Uh, we face um, venomous bites in our marriage, venomous bites um, in our job, in our careers, in our family, with our children. There's so many venomous bites out there. But if you lift up the perspective of God, if you lift up holiness and righteousness and biblical truth, if we're willing to lift those things, things up and cast our eyes on those and make that our focus for how we handle the situations that we're in, then we'll recognize 
that the spiritual perspective will recognize that holiness and righteousness and biblical truth has the ability to be the anti-venom to the venomous bites that we face in our daily life. Here Moses is telling Joshua a spiritual truth that we need to remember as we look at the blueprint for handling the trials and tribulations that we face in our life. And that is, Joshua, I need you to go down, but I need you to go down knowing that I am going up. I'm going to hold this spiritual perspective for the both of us. There's so many people today that are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Then there are other people who are so earthly minded that they're no heavenly good. They're no benefit to the kingdom of God. And so we have to be able to be both. We have to be able to reach out and touch people with a heavenly perspective, but understanding they're dealing with earth situations and vice versa. And so not only do we need that for our lives, but we need to be able to do what Moses did as the leader. And some of us are leaders. We're leaders in our homes. We're leaders in our churches. We're, uh, we're leaders at our jobs. And God is asking us, as we see people going through trials, that we understand how to handle those from the spiritual perspective. And Moses did that, and he was teaching that to us. In verse 10, he continues with this blueprint. It says, Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Um, and Joshua did as Moses told him in verse 10, and he fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Um, so Joshua was obedient. And I would like to suggest that it was Joshua's obedience in the time of battle that made him trustworthy in the time of promise. That we see a simple obedient act to what the man of God was telling him to do in his responsibilities that made him trustworthy for God to call his name in Joshua chapter one, when it was time for him to lead the people. So understand that being obedient in the hard times makes you a trustworthy candidate for God to call on in the good times. So don't skip the beginning of verse 10, where Joshua is simply obedient to the call of Moses to go down and take care of his responsibilities. What we're going to do as we move forward, we come into the conclusion of our time, is we're going to continue with this blueprint. We're going to continue to discover how do I conquer the battles from a spiritual perspective? How do I use a spiritual blueprint to move forward into what God is calling me to do, even in the midst of the valleys I face? Continue to be steadfast, continue to be unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that it will not go in vain. Let's hold up the spiritual perspective. Until next time, I'm John. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start cause a call of jaywalking.